0: Why would a fellow want a girl like her, a frail and floppy beauty? Why can't a fellow ever once prefer a solid girl like me? She's a faulty little bubble, with a flimsy kind of charm, and with very little trouble. I could break her little arm. Hey everyone, it's Jonathan and welcome to the final episode in our mini-series on Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. All month Lisa Faye and I have been looking at the three versions of this story, and today we're finishing up with the 1965 version starring Leslie Ann Warren. Again, I don't have too much to say to introduce the episode, I grew up with a version from 1997, and I had no idea it was a remake, let alone the third version, so this was the first time I'd ever actually seen this. Oh Want a girl like her a girl who's merely lovely why can't a fellow ever once prefer a girl who's merely me my first impression of this one was i feel like this version of cinderella is what people think the disney version is yes she just seemed i don't less agency than any other cinderella i've seen so far yes
1: um she was very much controlled by almost everybody in her environment. Um I also thought that from the very first moment this opened up, the first scene, which was different, there, it opened mm-hmm. in a different way, and we'll get to that in just a second, but I could very much see how this was something that the youth of that time absolutely attached themselves to and it's like, this is my Cinderella, mm-hmm. just, The the opening scene, like the stage, the set is very bizarre, but colorful, (laughs) Um, you know, and just, yeah, I I could very much see how this would be something that people would be like, oh, yeah, I watched this all the time when I was a kid or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And she's very in Leslie and Warren. This was this her first role. I mean, they are like introducing Leslie and Warren as Cinderella.
0: I think it might have been if it wasn't. It was one of her very first
1: Okay, because she's very, I mean, her whole look really wide eyed, like big eyed and like just very, very, you know, quiet, but you know, docile, that sort of thing I mean, it fits to a T. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, okay, sorry. that's I just as soon as I saw I was like, okay, I get why there'd be people that were very, very um attached and like this one is mine. like, you know, the way some people are with the brandy version. Mm-hmm. I could see how that this would be the one for them
0: it looks like this was her third role oh, okay and her first role was uncredited and her second role was in one episode of a tv series gotcha so it was basically her first role
1: yes of course I know her the most from clue <laughs> oh
0: okay Um, If I've seen Clue, it's not been for years, so I don't really remember it. But I know what you're talking about. I need to watch that one. I've heard it's hilarious.
1: I know her the most from Clue and randomly enough from Pure Country, (laughs) the George Strait movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've heard of that one. So, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Like you said, this starts with a completely new sequence where the prince is coming back from Travels apparently slaying dragons which we (laughs) never see like they talk about it like that's obviously what he's doing but i don't know if that's actually what he was doing and he seems to talk about the kind of tongue-in-cheek about the dragons so i don't know exactly what was going on there but he was traveling
1: right and he's coming
0: back from a long vacation
1: yeah because in other versions he's off studying and so he's coming home from studying somewhere so i always thought like well and not not always but I thought that was the same thing here they just don't say it and so when you know he's kind of traveling along and he ends up meeting Leslie and Warren and she's like oh well I heard you know I don't know how they end up talking about because she doesn't recognize him as the prince and Mm -hmm. she's like well I heard he was off slaying dragons and so I always figured that was just her fanciful imagination since she's cooped up you know enslaved mm. in her own home Okay. That and that sense. he just kind of takes it and runs with it and so later he's like don't you know i've been off slaying dragons <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay that makes perfect sense yeah but yeah she doesn't recognize him she seems very naive in this yes. version I, I maybe it's just me but she almost seems kind of like an idiot uh, that sounds mean but like she I don't know. There was just something about the way this interaction where she just seemed, I don't know. It just seemed kind of off. And it's probably just because I've seen so many other versions where she does have a little bit more agency. Yeah. And this one just did not. She's completely controlled by everyone else.
1: Yes. She won't even come out of the house. So basically the prince is coming up with his entourage and they're tired. And he's like, look, there's a house. Let's let's quote unquote pull over because they're on horses They're not in cars. (laughs) And, you know, it's like, let's see if we can get some water, take a like take a beat or whatever. And so she sees them coming, but she won't come out because she's like, I'm forbidden to come out. (laughs) He's like, I just need some water. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So then she comes out and they talk and it's a, it's a cute exchange. I mean, yes, she's very meek. She's very, like you said, naive. It's, I was waiting for it, honestly, throughout the movie for it to get irritating, but it, it, for me, it didn't. I really liked Leslie and Warren's portrayal, but.
0: I I guess that is true. Cause a lot of times if somebody is this naive, it does get irritating. And I didn't Mm -hmm. feel that way with her. Like, yeah. I wished for her to be a little bit more smart. Or, <laughs> yes. Not Maybe not maybe smart isn't the correct word, but, like, I don't know. I, I wanted her to be, I guess, have a little bit more agency. Like, yes. do a little bit of things. Like, even like with the whole thing about not wanting to go outside. Like, her stepfamily isn't even there. Right. And she still won't do it because she's been told not to. Right. But even with that, I wasn't, like, annoyed with her about it. It was just, like... I kind of wish she would just dis- disobey them.
1: <laughs> yes. I mean, she does. She does come out and she does talk yeah. to him and she does have an interaction with him. And he tells her, Look, your stepmother doesn't even have to know about this. And she's like, He, he, okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: but then she tells her anyway later. <laughs> yeah.
1: Th- yeah. She's <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, someone did show up.
0: <laughs> but yeah. After this, you get a new song, which apparently is a song that was written for South Pacific, which is another Rogers and Hammerstein musical. Called The Loneliness of Evening. But it was never used in that. So they just decided, well, we'll give it to this version. Because they they wanted to make this one a little bit longer than the other one. Mm-hmm. I, I think this one is like maybe 10 minutes longer than the Julie Andrews one. Yes. And this is one of the scenes that they added on to pad the runtime.
1: Okay. That makes sense. It, I, I was like, I don't remember this from other versions, but...
0: Yeah, no, this new to new to this version, and like, I don't know if it's in the stage shows anymore or not. But it was ma- yeah. it was put in for this one, and it wasn't. I don't think it was anything like this was in the yeah. Brandy version. Like, there's no scene like this, and I don't think this song was in there either. The thing that I liked about this was not something that was actually in the movie. It was just something that I thought of. Like, they leave Cinderella's house but then he stops to sing this song and he's like by himself so i'm just imagining all of his servants sitting off screen on their horses <laughs> watching yes, him sing like, to himself
1: <laughs> waiting for him to finish up his little this little musical cuz he's like i'm so tired i just need to get home but first let's stop and get some water and then let me sing this song about how lonely i am and then we can be on our way <laughs> yeah that cracked me up
0: okay
1: but i am going to tell you this okay so the <laughs> the prince in this version, Stuart Dodson, what's his name? Uh, let me Stuart Damon. Them. Okay. Yes. It took me forever to place him, but I finally realized, oh, he's Dr. Alan Quartermain from General Hospital. Now, I'm not a big soap opera person. I never have been except for like a, maybe like a one or two year span in college because I feel like it was a rite of passage for a lot of people in college. Anyways, doesn't matter. So <laughs> I didn't really watch General Hospital. But I knew the character because it was a big character and he was on it forever in the same character forever. I'm like, oh, my God, that's him. And I'm going to tell you that once I placed it, I was like, yes, but he is incredibly handsome and charming in this role. And I was just like, I could not take my eyes off him. And so (laughs) that's probably why it's number two in the list instead of number three, because I do like Julie Andrews better than Leslie and Warren. But I was like, this prince, yes, I <laughs> he's my favorite. Okay, yeah, well, out of these two, because the, yeah, everybody about true. the Brandy version is, is yes, is superior, but yes,
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess I probably like this prince better than the Julie Andrews one too.
1: Yeah, that's John Cypher, yeah, yeah, which I only, re- I've, I've only ever like associated him with like 70s, like hardcore movies, and so I'm like. And then, like, he was on Major Dad, <laughs> that TV show, Major Dad. Anyways, doesn't matter. Just say like, yeah. I, as soon as he rolled up on screen, I'm like, hello, who is this? And I'm like, look at this man, very dashing. And so I was just like in trance. And then I go to look him up. I'm like, what else has he been? I'm like, oh my God, it's Dr. Alan Quartermain. Shut up. It was, yeah, I had a whole moment about it. So that's probably why I'm so obsessed with this whole thing. Because, yes. <laughs>
0: after he gets done singing to himself they (laughs) get back to town and the town is the most obvious set (laughs) yes it it reminded me there's a version of alice through the looking glass from the same time period and it's like i wonder if anybody who did those sets worked on both because it just seemed too similar just the colors and everything i bet or maybe they
1: reused parts
0: Maybe. I don't know. It just, there was something about the color palette that just reminded me of this one really terrible version of Emma's Through the Looking Glass.
1: Yes. I mean, it is (laughs) hokey, the whole set, like from the moment it starts. But again, I can see being a young person Uh with all of the colors and all of the very distinct shapes, which I know that sounds bizarre, but everything is very... (laughs) specific like the trees the, are like
0: cones there, there's there's <laughs> one thing that's st- so specific that <laughs> i cannot watch like i've watched this two or three times now i cannot watch it without noticing every single instance there is a fabric that is used in the clothes all over the place it's this furry white fabric with yes these, like, black spikes sticking that out like it. raisins They're everywhere in this yes movie. <laughs> like the prince has them cinderella has them the king and queen have them it's, like yes. little trimmings everywhere
1: and i want to make a point about that later when she shows up at the ball in her outfit okay but we'll get to that
0: <laughs> but yeah there's just little things about every design choice that really stand out once you notice them you'll see them all over the place
1: (laughs) yes i did i i actually did notice that and and (laughs) i'll tell you my i tell you my first thought when it when i really when i realized it and then i made some other realizations about the costuming i was like okay this but i'll get to that
0: in contrast with the other version we don't get the prince is giving a ball at the beginning that comes later so he gets home And then you've got everybody greeting him. And then the step family gets home because they were in town to greet the prince when he comes home. And this version of the step family, I also really like the stepsisters, but the mother is much meaner. She's much more like you would expect the stepmother to be. Yes. And this version of the stepsisters, Pat Carroll is one of the stepsisters. I was like, when she showed up, I was like, wait, is that Ursula? Yes. (laughs) she's great
1: I could not I I could not believe it but also I thought look I I want to say this carefully because I think that anybody can play any role like within you know reason or whatever but I was just like these stepsisters are older than most of this cast like it was just they (laughs) they were
0: think about but you're kind of
1: (laughs) right yeah I was like (laughs) what is happening? I was like, there's old, like they're the same age as their stepmother because there was a lot of makeup. There was a lot of lighting and shadowing happening. But I was like, okay, these, these women are all the same age, the stepsisters and the stepmother. I'm like this. Okay, sure. So I'm trying not to be ageist because again, I look, we all love sense and sensibility with freaking, what's her name? Dame, uh, Emma Thompson. Like She's an incredible actress, but she's also, like, 15 years older than her character in that movie. So, (laughs) look, we can all pull it off, okay? But I'm just saying, like, I it it did take me off guard for a minute because I was like, oh, hey, they're all the same age.
0: (laughs) I think I was probably just too focused on Pat Carroll because I I I love (laughs) Pat Carroll. So, I didn't really even think about how old she was. (laughs) And then you get in my own little corner. Yes. Before you get about the prince and the ball right she's basically kind of verbally beat up by her family and then she Mm -hmm. sings to herself yes like like i said this step family is well the mother specifically is far meaner than in the other version
1: agreed and i you know (laughs) after watching the julie andrews one of course with her incredible voice Lizzie and warren is not as strong let's just say that (laughs)
0: That that's another reason why the Julie Andrews would yeah. ranks higher for me.
1: It's not as strong a voice. She's not terrible. I mean, I'm not saying that she's bad. It's yeah. it's it's a nice performance, but after you've seen the other one, you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. But it's still, I I I really do enjoy that song just in general, like, mm-hmm. and what it means for the movie and the character and stuff like that. So I do like it. But yeah, as soon as she started singing, I was like, oh, this is not Julie Andrews. Okay,
0: yeah. And then after this, we go back to the palace. And in this version, the ball is his father's idea because he wants his son to produce an heir.
1: Which is so creepy.
0: (laughs) It's one of those things where it's like, I have to remind myself that, yeah, I guess this is probably sort of historically accurate. But in modern thinking, this is creepy.
1: (laughs) It is. I cannot imagine my parents coming to me and being like, we really need you to start having babies. I'd be like, what? Oh, yeah. man, please no, no. yeah like uh uh-uh. but it, yeah I mean I get it it's part of the storyline it's part of the times and whatever but the way he says it it's just it's creepy He's like I need you to get married and produce an heir for this kingdom uh, mm-hmm. uh, just gives me the the squicks I'm like <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: I don't remember who played the king I'm sure I wrote it down but the queen is Ginger Rogers oh yeah and I think you you said before I kind of expected her to do more (laughs) like I was surprised that somebody like Ginger Rogers was in this I don't know why that surprised me I guess that's kind of a good thing for her to do at this time I mean it probably was a big movie so it just seemed like she needed more to do
1: yeah, the the king and queen were not very prominent in this movie. And the king was played by Walter Pidgeon, who's got like a million movie credits, but they're all older movies, like, well, not all mm-hmm. of them, because he was in a lot. But I'm saying the, I feel like the bulk of his filmography, if you want to call it that, is all old classic black and white movies, which I do not, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, I don't have a lot of experience with those. So I know that he's well known. I just don't know a lot of his work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they were very underutilized. like they didn't do a lot. I, later, of course, they find a reason to make her dance. <laughs> I'm like, of course they did. Of course they have to have a reason to have Ginger Rogers dance, but you know, sure. But yeah, they they're, they didn't have the get party get ready scene. like they just didn't, they didn't really have a whole lot to do..
0: Mm-hmm. And after this is when we get the prince is giving a ball. This is probably my least favorite version of the three. It just didn't seem quite as charming, and I really missed the second grader. I think they had a seventh grader. They did. The second grader was, I liked her so much better in the first version.
1: Yes. I will say that I liked the placement of the song, like, in the order of the movie, the chronological order. I liked that it, you know, like, they did this, they met for a minute, you know, they had Mm -hmm. this, and then they're like, hey... There's a ball coming. And I thought I like that. But yes, as far as the number itself, no, it wasn't as charming as the mm-hmm. as the other ones.
0: And then again, we move things along really quickly because right after this, you've got the step family is getting ready to go. And then you've got the the stepmother's like trying to coach them into what to do, how to talk, <laughs> what to say, talking about making personal remarks and... <laughs> Her criticisms of her daughters are the one bats her eyes too much, and the other has creaking knee. Which the creaking knee, not something that she can help, but they act like it. She can. She's like telling her to rub unicorn oil into it.
1: Uh, It was, (laughs) and they kept doing this sound effect every time she would move, where it would be this weird cracking sound, and (laughs) it was so funny.
0: And then her, her, she's like trying to get them to tell her what they will say to the prince, and. Uh, What are their names? Prunella and Esmeralda, I think. And I think it's Esmeralda played by Barbara Ruick. She's talking about how the prince looks to be intolerable good health. (laughs) Which I thought she was saying intolerable. Yes. Like one word. (laughs) The way she was saying it. I don't know if that was on purpose or not. but, But the stepmother doesn't like this. And then she turns to her other daughter played by Pat Carroll. And her line, she wants to say is, please, your highness, I would like to be your bride. And yeah. (laughs) She's she's real straightforward. There you go.
1: Not going to waste any time.
0: (laughs) So they all leave. Then you get a reprise of In My Own Little Corner. And the fairy godmother appears. And Cinderella sees her appear out of nowhere, but she seems... I don't know. She seems less believing in her than Julie Andrews. And Julie Andrews had no idea that the fairy godmother even had powers. Right. So, that I don't know. It, it all was kind of weird. And I, I don't think I liked this fairy godmother as much as I liked the other one. This one was Celeste Holm, who I didn't recognize.
1: I could not. It, it bothered me for about two or three minutes, like when she was first appeared and I'm like, I know her face, I know her face. And I just kept seeing glimpses of glimpses of somebody. So I finally paused it to look it up on IMDB. And then I finally found it and I was like, yes. And this is so random. But as soon as I saw it, that's all I can see her now. But she is Ted Danson's mom in three men and a baby who comes in and he's like, mom, isn't she beautiful? And she's like, yes. He's like, please take care of her. She's like, absolutely not. (laughs) And so I was like, yes, that's exactly where I know her from. And that's pretty much it. It's like, oh my God, she's the mom. Okay, that's it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, this version, it's totally different. None of this is Cinderella's idea. This is all the fairy godmother. Right. But the thing that stood out to me the most was when she's like trying to find the coachman. Yeah. And she, she says that there's a fine fat rat with whiskers and his brother. Yes. Who can be Coachman.
1: And she says it again later. Later. It's like, that is such a weird line. She's very specific that it's this rat and his brother. And she, (laughs) I was like, okay, how do you know? But sure. She's a fairy godmother. I'm sure she can speak to animals. And she's like, I already know. I already know that's his brother. Yes, it was very specific, which I thought was odd.
0: (laughs) But this one specifically makes note of the glass slippers. Yes. And then this is the first instance where I noticed this fabric, the furry Mm -hmm. fabric with the black fur spikes in it.
1: Yes. (laughs) And just in general, I've, I mean, I get it. Their glass slippers are supposed to be very beautiful and, you know, just unique. I get it. But the thought of actually wearing a shoe made of glass Sounds horrifying. There's no give. Your feet would probably sweat. Like there's no, you know what I mean? Just, I just think it sounds horrific. And so every time they show these shoes, I'm always like, gross. That's not something I want to walk around in, much less dance, but, you know.
0: Now I'm just imagining, like, somebody doing, like, a parody of Cinderella, but then in the close-up, when the prince finds the slipper, it's all, like, sweaty and greasy. Yes, inside. it would be,
1: because you're, I mean, there's no breathability there. It's literal glass, and I'm like, how awful would that be to really have to walk around in these? They don't... Well, the, no uh, wonder
0: it slipped off. She probably exactly. sweated too much.
1: Exactly. We've solved it. For years, I've been like, how does she lose a shoe? But now well, it's we've solved it real
0: slippery in there
1: i get it in ever after because they're like clogs like we're just there's no like there's no back on the shoe it's just a slide on like a slip on so i get how she could like be running and slip out and she's like whatever i'm out but those were like really ornate shoes like decorated with crystal so you could call it quote unquote glass and i get that but these every time they show like a real like not a real obviously it's not glass but something that's supposed to mimic glass i'm like gross that's all i can think about is how awful it would be to really wear those.
0: <laughs> it would be, yeah. So then the godmother sends her away to the ball. You get the transition from the impossible to it's possible. With the godmother is like telepathically singing while the coach is like flying through the air with this very stiff animation.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I lost my mind when that thing started floating across the screen. I was like, what? <laughs>
0: they didn't they did not need to do that they could have made it so much better just don't you don't even need to show the outside of the carriage at all just have her singing quietly to herself inside the carriage but no they gotta show the outside and it's flying through the air while these horses are like creaking their legs up and down really stiffly
1: in this weird like automaton way it was so strange because i'm like it was already bad enough that the back window of the carriage had this weird superimposed like background and she's in the carriage and I'm like okay whatever but then they cut to that and I'm thinking what who thought this was a good idea I know that technology then was not where obviously where you know it is now but I was just like that you're right that was absolutely not necessary we did not need that (laughs)
0: i suppose it's probably similar to like in the late 90s early 2000s when people thought that the cgi then was like cutting edge and amazing and now we look back at it it's like that is awful
1: (laughs) Well, i'm like maybe they ran like maybe they didn't have enough footage of her inside the carriage and they're like we need something to extend the scene for the song and so they just threw that in there because it there's no it doesn't (laughs) add anything to the subject it's just bizarre (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, no, there was, and there's nothing else like that in the movie either. They don't try to make some sort of weird, either puppet or animation, whatever it was. Yeah. They don't try to do that with anything else. It's just nope. this one scene.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like glowing. It's hard to explain, but it's it's shocking. Like, cause it just comes out of nowhere. And you're like, oh, hey, okay.
0: <laughs> so then we get to the ball, and I started noticing that fabric everywhere. it's on the king's robe it's on the queen's dress it's on the prince's tunic it's on different people scattered throughout the party like somebody bought a roll of this stuff and was like we got to use this fabric up
1: for real (laughs) and i'm gonna tell you when she shows up first of all they reveal her in her outfit and she looks beautiful okay it's you know the dress is stunning Mm -hmm. she looks beautiful but i'm like Look at you being a little presumptuous with that little crown on your head. She's like, I'm going to show up wearing a crown. (laughs) I didn't even think of that. (laughs) And so she shows up and they like have the big reveal of her at the ball. And then I notice the fabric of her dress besides that fur trim is the exact same color and fabric as his, as the prince's entire outfit. And I'm thinking... Literally, my first thought was that, you know, they say dress for the job you want. She wants to be princess. She's dressing like it because her outfit matches exactly. It's the same fabric. And she's like, I'm wearing this crown. It's all coming together. <laughs> They're just going to see me and just subliminally be like princess done. She <laughs> did it.
0: I didn't even think of that, but that makes perfect sense.
1: And I just couldn't, the the entire time I was just like, this girl really did show up in a tiny crown. (laughs) Okay. Good for her. She's like, I want this more than anything I've ever wanted in my entire life. And I'm going to just manifest it through this outfit.
0: I guess even though this version of the fairy godmother didn't seem to be manipulating things as much as the other (laughs) one in her own way, I guess maybe she was.
1: She did. (laughs) Yes, she <laughs> her, sent her, her in was there.
0: More subliminal.
1: Yeah, but I really did. I really like the outfit a lot. Like I, despite the fur, which I again, I thought the little black dots were weird because I thought they looked like raisins, and I was well, like, "This I thought, is." Strange. I was thinking of
0: them as black dots. Like the first time I watched it, then I watched it the second time, and I was like, "Wait a minute, are those things like sticking out of the fabric?" And it had, was like, weird. Tiny little feathers or something. Yes, like sticking. They were longer than the the fur of the the white part right. of the fur. It was just a right. weird design choice.
1: Exactly. And then when they cut to the king and queen, they, I noticed. I immediately noticed that they both have that same trim as well. And uh-huh. that's when I was like, th- so she's like doing it. She's like, yes, I'm going to look, I'm dressing just like them.
0: I didn't even think of it as like a narrative choice. I just thought of it <laughs> as the person who made the costumes. was like, I need to use this stuff up.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just, was, uh, I, the fact that her main dress it's the exact same fabric as his, like, tunic or whatever, because he's wearing leggings, like, uh-huh. tights or something, because, you know, the dance. But I just, I was like, okay, well, now there's no question whatsoever if they're going to end up together or not, because they're literally wearing <laughs> matching outfits. Yeah. <laughs> but it worked. I thought they looked nice together. I thought yeah. it was cute.
0: Well, right before she arrives, you have the scene of him talking to her stepsisters, and <laughs> you have... <laughs> The, the first one, Esmeralda, coming up, your highness, may I say something personal? Wonderful weather we're having this time of year. <laughs> he's like, you really yeah. shouldn't make such personal remarks, you know.
1: <laughs> she gets so embarrassed. Like, he's, like, really chastising <laughs> her. He was so, um, like, sarcastic. I loved it.
0: And then you've got Prunella, Pat Carroll, <laughs> coming up with her creaky knee. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> he he seemed kind of rude to her about the creaky yes, like he was. this is the specifically horrible thing about her. Like yes. I I literally I didn't even notice the sound effect until the second time I watched it. <laughs> so, so yeah. to me it was like he's being real picky
1: yeah <laughs> picky. he was kind of mean
0: <laughs> and then you've got her mother coming up trying to talk her up to him <laughs> and he he dismisses her again and then she try, she switches to talk about esmeralda and you pan over to her she's like looking to, through her fan with two eyes with two eyes cut out i died <laughs> that was the funniest part of
1: this whole thing <laughs> i died laughing it made no sense and yet i loved it it was I so loved it. <laughs> it was so random and so unexpected and i'm like okay <laughs> i just couldn't stop laughing i was like did that really happen yes it did
0: it so bizarre <laughs> but yeah after that the prince wants to go there but that's when cinderella comes in and the entire ball just stops for her oh yeah and then they do their dance and he feels like he recognizes her, but he doesn't know where. Right. And then you get the 10 minutes ago song. And then again, the stepsister's lament, which is hilarious no matter who's singing it. <laughs> and then this is where you get the King and Queen dance. Cause you got to have Ginger Rogers dance. And yes. you get a reprise of 10 minutes ago with them.
1: Which I thought was strange because all this effort to, I mean, again, I was just like, okay, they're going to do something at some point where she has to dance. And sure enough, During the ball, they make everybody move. And, you know, the queen says to the king something to the effect of, well, I think the prince is happy now. He was saying he was tired earlier, but now look at all his energy. He's with her. I think he's found the one. And the king's like, really? Yes, we should celebrate. That means we should dance. I'm like, of course, they're (laughs) going to make Ginger Rogers dance. And they bring them out. And it's the most, like, mundane, barely there dance. And then the rest of the crowd fills in. And I'm like. She had a, like, it was just her for maybe, like, 15 seconds, and then, every and I'm like, well, that was kind of a waste. <laughs> I thought they were going to have her do, like, something really, like, grand and, like, big, elaborate, like, ballroom scene, but no. They were like, here, we're just going to do, like, a standard waltz, and then everybody's going to fill in, and that's it. Okay.
0: But maybe they just yeah. wanted her for the name on the poster.
1: I, I feel like that's all it was. It was just a, the name and I'm like, okay, well, sure.
0: Well, after all this, it's 15 minutes to midnight and she tells him that she needs to leave. I'm not sure how long she was there because we didn't see, but I'm sure that this one was not 25 minutes. Right. Thankfully. (laughs) But then they have the Do I Love You song. And then at the end of that song, the clock begins to strike. So apparently they sang this song for 15 whole minutes. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) So then she runs out. And I liked that she changed back before she fully leaves the castle. That doesn't always yes. happen. I thought I like that touch.
1: Yes. Because she has that moment where she stops and she looks down. She's like, oh, she's back in her rags, which are, it's funny because I'm like, those rags are nicer than my, because I don't wear a lot of dresses <laughs> and I'm like, that's actually nicer than what I own, but sure. Um, but they do, they kiss, right? In, during the.
0: I think they kiss during the last song. The Do I, Love I feel you song. like they
1: kiss twice. But either way, yeah, they kiss and then she runs out. And of course, she leaves her shoe, which in each one of these, the way that they find the shoe has always cracked me up because it's not like they stumble upon it, like they're running and they're not paying attention. and They're like, what? Is-? And they look down. They're just looking out like dreamily. And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, a shoe they just no. there's no reason for them to look down Mm -hmm. it's not natural it never is like it's just like they know the stage direction is after you look out longingly because you can't see or look down into your left but I'm always like what would make them look down like I just I don't know it's just it's always seemed very staged for lack of a better term (laughs) because I would think at some point they would like be running out and maybe like knock it like run into it you know what i mean and be like what and look now down and be like oh like shoot!"
0: comedy version where he trips and then falls yeah, down the that's stairs, what I'm saying. like something the like
1: <laughs> you like whoa but it, they're just <laughs> it, when they ever gets to that part i'm like okay how natural is this gonna be not natural at all okay moving on
0: <laughs> and then after this it, it feels very weird to me because it seems like they are telepathically communicating. I don't know that that's specifically what they're thinking of the scene <laughs> is like, but it's like they can hear each other because yeah. they, there's like at least one, if not two different songs where they're singing together and they seem to hear each other, but they're across the kingdom. Like he's in the castle, she's back home. I don't know. It seemed like a weird choice the way they set those scenes.
1: Yeah, now that you think, say that, yeah, I didn't think about that, but you're right, it is weird. It's very Jane Eyre, like, calling across the moors and, yeah, hearing each other. It's weird.
0: But then the step family gets home, and they tell her about the ball, and that leads to the When You're Driving Through the Moonlight song. Right. But then then they split that up. This, this version, you can tell it's two different songs more so than the other versions, because they go to bed, and that's when Cinderella sings A Lovely Night. Yes by herself in this version she's dancing around the garden alone and then back at the castle the king is now acting like he doesn't want to like he wanted an heir but now he's acting like he doesn't want to find this mysterious woman because she disappeared without a trace it's like okay (laughs) whatever
1: he's like you had your chance done
0: talking about like how she could be bewitched or something like that.
1: that yeah that was strange
0: yeah and this is where you get another song where they seem to be telepathically singing together. And after this, he vows to search the entire kingdom for her. And then you get the foot montage. Of course. And he arrives at her home and the stepmother sends her out to the garden until he's gone. And then I like that you have the scene with the, with the, the stepsisters trying to try on the shoe, like wincing. And, and then the grunting stepmother wants yes. to try it on as well.
1: Are <laughs> and <laughs> and there like,
0: any other young maidens in the
1: house? <laughs> <It's> so harsh. <laughs> the look she gives, him like <sighs>
0: <laughs> And then Cinderella's outside like crying to herself, and she this is again where she has no agency for herself, which kind of put me off her a little bit, but then the fairy godmother appears and suggests that she bring him some water. And now he recognizes her. He recognizes her both from the beginning of the movie as well as from the ball.
1: A full circle moment. We love to see it. Yes.
0: Yes. But he puts the shoe on just to make sure. Of course. And then the fairy godmother transforms her on the spot and no one questions it.
1: Into the exact same outfit. And I'm like, do you not have any other clothes? Like you couldn't (laughs) give her something else?
0: We had to get our money's worth out of this fluffy spiky fabric. yes (laughs)
1: that was i thought that was strange but you know what again i thought she looked cute in that outfit so sure but i think doesn't he end up in his outfit too like his matching outfit just randomly i i I just remember being like oh there they are together again and they're matching outfits but maybe that's later like when they go to meet
0: now i want to check
1: yeah i don't remember
0: Nope, he's still in his brown suit at, when she's transformed, so it's no, he okay. didn't change in that scene. Okay. But when they get back to town, he is. See? So maybe he changed on the way.
1: I know, I'm like, <laughs> when did he change? Okay, because I'm like, I know he shows up at his parents, like the king and queen, in that outfit. In that ball outfit.
0: I Well, I'm actually kind of confused about the end now, because I, I didn't think about the fact that he's in different clothes so is this a different day like are they married because i made specific note of the fact that they don't have a wedding scene so maybe this is after they're married
1: and again does she not have any other clothes
0: i don't know (laughs) that's a good question
1: at some point either the fairy godmother or the royal family probably being very wealthy could throw her another outfit or something
0: i don't know they're all they're all wearing the same clothes from the ball
1: like that episode of Seinfeld where he goes out with that woman that only has one dress (laughs) but that's neither here nor there but yeah so it was it I don't know I I feel like originally I thought that they left and went straight to the king and queen but you're right it is weird and maybe there's this whole wedding scene that we didn't get and it's either a day or a few days later that he takes her which that would be weird too like why I feel like at that time period they wouldn't just go off and get married on their own and then present themselves to his parents
0: well plus the fact that the step family is following them on foot
1: oh yeah
0: which that's why that's why i also thought that this was right after the scene when she's discovered because they go back like why would the step family like if this is after their wedding i mean i suppose you got to invite the step family to the wedding whatever customs whatever i don't know <laughs> but that's still all the whole ending confuses me
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the way they greet each other it's all silent but they're all kissing each other it's yeah it's weird yeah i'm surprised he doesn't say great you'll give us an air <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's probably thinking it
1: <laughs> probably
0: yeah if that is after the wedding i guess this version does not have the step family being ostracized as well, which this version of the family deserves to be ostracized more than the Julie Andrews
1: version. Again, I want a vindictive Cinderella. Well, she
0: did make them, like, depending on how far they had to march, they were on foot. So she made them walk, at least. They didn't get horses.
1: That's true.
0: (laughs) A tiny punishment for years of neglect.
1: (laughs) I'm like, kick them out of the kingdom altogether. They don't belong there. (laughs)
0: Yeah that this also ends with the fairy godmother appearing saying impossible things are happening every day and yeah everybody goes into the castle you don't see a wedding and that's the end. Yeah
1: that's it no wedding.
0: They didn't have the budget.
1: I guess not since they kept reusing outfits.
0: <laughs> they blew their extra budget on that animation of the horses flying. Not the
1: real. Sky. <laughs> Just <laughs> so unnecessary. <laughs> well, yeah. Like
0: I said, the brandy one is still my favorite, and Julie Andrews comes in a not close second, but a pretty good second.
1: Yeah, I, the only reason number, the only reason the Leslie and Warren version is ahead of it is because of the prince. <laughs> my huge crush on him now. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he's no longer alive in real life, but in that moment in this movie, yes. He's alive so, in your heart. Yes, he is. Thank <laughs> you. He is. And and if I had to wear glass shoes for anybody, it would be for him. <laughs> but so that gets an automatic upgrade above <laughs> Julie Andrews. Sorry, Julie. I still love you.
0: Well, at least you already said that you like her performance as Cinderella better. So
1: Oh, absolutely. There's no there's no comparison. No offense to Leslie and Warren. She's great. But come on, it's Julie Andrews. There's there's no comparison
0: yeah she's great well we finally made it through all three versions of this we have I'm, i've am i kind of been wondering like it's been long enough i'm wondering when they're going to make another version because it seems like every few years with certain stories it's like every few years they've got to do another version yeah
1: yes So like... i wonder
0: who will they cast in the next version
1: You know what I'm concerned about though? Well, it might work in this case because we have brought up a lot of things that would be funny would be great to see with a comedic bent, but it seems that the tradition now like if you look at like that Emma and then that persuasion for that awful persuasion on Netflix where it's this very tongue-in-cheek almost like Wes Anderson style version of these costume dramas
0: I didn't see that, but I I think I remember
1: Rachel hating that one. Oh, it was abysmal. Yeah. Persuasion is my favorite Jane Austen book ever, and to see it treated like that, I was mortified. Anyways, um, you know, and so I'm like, I wonder if somebody would do something like that sort of a treatment to it, which, again, might be funny because there's a lot of moments in there where they're so out there that, that might work better as a comedy.
0: <laughs> and I feel like I, I haven't watched too many recent Cinder, specifically Cinderella's. But like, the trend, at least for remakes, it seems like and maybe this is, maybe I'm just too thinking too much about the Disney remakes, but like, it seems like they're going more serious.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Like, if you think about the last few, like, this doesn't have to be specifically Disney, even though Disney made the last one. But like, the last few Disney remakes, it's like, even the ones I've liked. Like, I liked the Cinderella one, and I liked The Little Mermaid, but they're so serious mm. and like they there's no comedy i mean there was a little comedy a little mermaid i guess like aquafina was there she's funny mm. but for the most part it's more serious and i guess that would be my worry is that they would try and make the make it too serious but right. this this and Hammerstein one doesn't need to be serious
1: yeah like a, a dark cinderella like we don't need that but i mean you know what, I'm open to anything. Because honestly, at this point, this whole project series has really opened my eyes and I'm down a rabbit hole now. I'm like, I want to <laughs> see more. And what I really would love to do is see it on stage.
0: Yes. I almost had the chance to see it on stage. I'm annoyed that it didn't work out. But like last month, I actually was in Utah and I was visiting Rachel. But some, there was oh. a conf- a confliction. She, she had a ticket to go and see it because she was reviewing it. And I wasn't able to go with her. And now I'm annoyed. Like, I, I would have been so neat to see on the stage, like an actual stage version of this. I wish it would have worked out.
1: Yeah, that would have been awesome. I mean, I kind of feel like at some point it should pop up again in New York City at some point, right? I mean.
0: Well, yeah, but that's New York. I'm in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. So Oh, I know. I mean, but for <laughs> me, I'm
1: like, I'm only two hours away. I could do that. Like, come on, someone in New York, do it. <laughs> I could go yeah but that's that's my next like I mean I'm going to keep watching these because now like I said I'm obsessed I'm going down the rabbit hole but if there's an opportunity to see it on stage that's going to be my ultimate like yes I want to do that
0: yeah yeah definitely this would be a great one to see on stage well I guess that will probably be all for this episode but I think we might do another Cinderella version later on
1: I know so, cuz going down this rabbit hole we're finding ones that we never knew about and so yes there could be more.
0: Yeah, there are so many versions of Cinderella. I almost I almost want to do more of these next year cuz like there's so many more that I would like to do eventually and I almost don't want to stop.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, the, there's, there's a...
0: one there's one with Jerry Lewis called Cinderfella.
1: Yes, oh my gosh. Okay, that's a childhood memory right there. That unlocked like a whole host of memories because that is something that my parents made me watch when I was a kid.
0: Oh, we should do that one then too, because I want to see yes. that one. It's been on my list forever since I discovered it was a thing. I was like, I need to see whatever this is.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. It's been a million years since I've seen it, but it's one of the ones that my parents, like. it was like that one and <sighs> Darby O'Gill and the little people. Like There was like just some random like I haven't movies.
0: seen that, but I've got it on a collection of Disney movies somewhere. I need In to watch that.
1: <laughs> the Incredible Mr. Limpet with Don Noss. Like These are movies that my parents are like, oh, you're watching. That these- I
0: actually have yes. watched. I watched that when I was a kid, and then I f- almost completely forgot about it. And then I saw somebody made a video about it online. I was like, oh, I remember that movie from when I was a kid. I'll watch their video into it. That movie looks bizarre and I already made plans <laughs> to do that one with my friend Nikki who, Trivial Theater because it was like this movie is insane and I need to talk about this with somebody so eventually we're going to do that one as well probably not this year but that movie I forgot I, I childhood me I probably didn't even realize what I was watching it was so weird
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, when you said that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that just unlocked like core memories of a kid and all the movies that my parents used to like make us watch like on, you know, weekends. And because we, <laughs> my dad would get out the old VHS recorder and, you know, do the whole buy blank VHS and then record three movies on him because he would use the absolute quickest speed for the lowest quality so he could get <laughs> the most movies on one tape. And we actually had a whole library and each cassette had like three movies on it and then they were all coded. And then he had a notebook with all the codes. So if you needed to find one, you could, it was a whole, like our own Dewey Decimal System. And that was, those were the ones that we had, like some of the ones we had recorded. And yes, we had to watch them a lot. Yeah, so I'm very down to watch Cinderfella, yes.
0: Okay. Well, we will definitely have to make plans for that in the future. Well, until then, do you want to let people know where they can find you if they'd like more from you?
1: Sure. You can find me on mainly Instagram at which was better. And I cover uh, sometimes podcasts covering books and their movie adaptations and then just, you know, book reviews and pictures of my dogs and stuff. That's it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, until we talk about another Cinderella,
1: <laughs> sure.
0: we'll see you then. Okay. Bye.